Turn with me just for a minute. I'm going to share a little bit with you, and then I just want to pray for people. To Ezekiel 47. This is a prophetic word that is spoken by a prophet, and he had a vision, and he was taken in a vision to a place. And we're picking it up where he is in this vision and is explaining part of the vision. All right? So Ezekiel 47. This is Ezekiel speaking. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. And I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. And he then bore me out to the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was flowing from the south side. We're going to pick it up here now in three. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. He measured off another thousand and now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. And he asked me, Son of man, do you see this? And then he led me back to the bank of the river. And when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, The water flows toward the eastern re- region and goes down into the Arabia, where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be a large number of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from en to En-Eglam. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and marshes will not come fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. and Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them and their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for the healing. And their leaves, it says in another translation, their leaves for the healing of the nations. This river, and we're not talking about like just a river, we're talking about the very presence of God that flows out. The throne of God is in heaven and it actually flows down and flows onto the earth and flows through a people who will receive his presence. The river of God speaks of the very presence of God. The river of God speaks of a connection between heaven and earth that flows pure living water down onto the earth through a people and then out to the peoples of the earth. When Ezekiel saw this river, there was a definite choice in this river. There was a choice of how deep someone wanted to go. He measured out a thousand cubits and he said, come, you can come ankle deep into this river. You know, there's a choice that you can even be a Christian and you can be saved and you can actually stand back from the river of God and stand on the bank and just watch. Many people just come to church and just watch. They just look 
And then look with amazement at the people that are maybe ankle deep in the water. And they think, my goodness, I know they've got something. I know they've got something even more than my experience, but I'm a little afraid. I'm a little afraid to go into the water even to ankle deep. Anybody who's afraid of water or afraid of swimming will know what that feels like. Many people at the beach even will just stand back and just not want to go in the water. How many people just sit on the beach, just go to the beach and just sit there? And they watch all the, it's boiling hot and they're sweating, you know, they're not going in that water. And all the women that are ashamed or afraid or embarrassed about wearing cozies will, you know, partner with me. And they're saying that, you know, oftentimes you just sit there. So I'm not going in that water because I know when I walk down there, they're all going to be watching me and everybody's going to be looking at me and, you know, and, and my fat will wobble and this will happen and, You know, we get all embarrassed, don't we? We're human beings. We just get self-conscious and we get afraid. We want to stay safe. It's safe on the shore. It's safe on the sand. If I just don't move, if I don't make any ripples, no one will notice me. You know what I mean? But this this angel, the man was an angel, and he measured out a thousand cubits. He said, you can go in ankle deep. And it's a choice you can make. You can sit back. And just look at the presence of God and say, isn't it lovely? Look at it touching that person. Look at it touching. I can see that it's touching. I can see. One lady came into the church, got saved a couple of weeks ago, and she had only been to a Catholic church before. And nothing wrong with Catholic church, but she'd only been there before. And she, she, she said, I said to her, oh, hi, welcome to church. She said, you guys are so happy. And she was just amazed that we could smile in church. Do you know what I mean? But she just didn't sit back and say, you guys are so happy. Isn't that nice for you? I'm going to go back to religion. She actually said, you know what? I want a bit of that. You know, I'm I'm willing to just make a bit of a fool of myself right here and I'm willing to get ankle deep into this water. I'm willing to put my hand up and say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Saviour. Because whatever these people have got, it's living. See, the scripture says wherever this river flows, it brings life. Amen. It's alive. See, it's real. It's, we're not talking about religion or a religious experience. We're talking about life. We're talking about something that is alive and living. The Word of God that goes out and through. The presence of God that goes out from the very throne of God and flows through. It's real. And it flows. And then there was another choice here and he measured off another thousand cubits. You know know what? You can even go in up to your knees. Imagine that. Imagine you're sitting in a church service. You've received the Lord as your your Lord and Savior and you're in ankle deep and you think this feels really good but look at those people like they're lifting their hands. They're worshipping God. I, I don't really understand I don't understand who they're looking at when they look up, but there's something there because they seem to have some glory on their face. There's something around. I can feel it. I can sense there's something more. And so I'm willing to just go a little further, a little more. Maybe I could just go in up to my knees. Maybe I could just experience God a little more. Maybe I won't drown if I just get in up to my knees. Maybe I won't go crazy and be one of those crazy 
fanatical Christians if I just get in up to my knees. But maybe, just maybe, some of this good stuff might get on me. And maybe I might feel something myself inside change. Maybe there just might be some, some flow of goodness into my family. If I can get in up to my knees, maybe when I go home, the river will come with me. And when I walk into my house, maybe it will flow up to the ankles of those around me. But that wasn't it. He measured off another thousand cubits. And he said, come in. You know, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit calls us. He's, he's like the guide that Ezekiel saw. He's like the angel that was urging him to come deeper. And the Holy Spirit calls us, come deeper, come deeper. Do you know that God has given you a free will? You have freedom. God gave you freedom when he made you. He didn't make you a slave. He didn't make you a robot. He didn't make you a clone. He made you an incredible, fantastic individual, one of only No one has ever been made like you before. And then he said this incredible thing. I give you choice. I give you freedom. I am not a dictator. I am not a legalist. I give you freedom. And if you want to love me, you can. And if you don't want to love me, You don't have to. But I will always love you. And he waits. He waits. His presence waits for you. His presence waits for you to come. And like a father who's urging a child to learn how to swim, the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit urges us, just come a little deeper. And inside you there's this voice that says there's more I think there's more inside you just before the Holy Spirit reveals the deeper there's always a little cry where you're dissatisfied where you are and you begin to say there must be more There has to be more. And at that point in time, the more may just be for you. But then he he measures off another thousand cubits and you're already into your waist. But you still have control. Because you still got your feet on the ground. How many of you know what it's like when you go into the ocean and you just get up to this deep and the waves can come but you... Uh, it's okay, I've got my feet. I can jump up, jump back down, and I've got my feet. I can still, like, pull out of this anytime I want. I can still, I can still run. I've got my feet. I, I can still control this. You see? But he measures out another thousand. He says, hang on. I'm up to my waist here. I'm starting to feel like this is overtaking my life now. 
And the Holy Spirit measures out another thousand. And now you see the Holy Spirit. And he's out up to his neck in the water. And he's calling you out. He says, there's more. There's so much more that I want for you. And he's calling you out. And the Holy Spirit's out there up to his neck. He says, I'm here. It's okay. I will be here. Don't be afraid. Because whatever is more of God is only good. Because God is only good. And when God wants to give you more, it's more good. Because there is no bad in God. There is no evil in God. There is no darkness in God. There is no punishment. There's no torture. There's no judgment. When God says, I want to give you more, we stand back and say, why? What do you want from me? What do you want me to give up? What do you want me to change? God says, I just want to give you more. Just because, just because you can have it. It's free. It's freedom. And you know, we think there's freedom when we can still put our feet on the ground. Because we're in control. But then he measures out another thousand. And it's up to my neck, but I've still got my feet on the ground. And the Holy Spirit says, let go. Surrender. Lift your feet off the ground and come with me. And I will show you things that you would never even imagine. And you say, but I won't be in control anymore. I'm afraid. And the Holy Spirit comes and puts his hand under the back. And he says, lay on your back and float. Remember when your mum and dad taught you how to swim? That's how my daddy taught me how to swim. He just said, float. Just float. I've got my hand under you. And you just trust him enough to just lay on your back. And then he says, kick. And you start kicking. And then before you realise it, his hand is gone. And when you realise his hand's gone, you start thinking. Then he goes, it's all right. And he puts his hand back there. And then after a while you realize that there is so much freedom when there's water all around you, that you can move, that you're, suddenly you're weightless. Suddenly it's, it's nothing weighing you down anymore. Suddenly you can just float and kick and duck under and come back up. And there's freedom. There's great freedom in surrender to God. And then this river flows and it goes downstream. And you're floating on your back and you're laughing. You're splashing with the Holy Spirit because you've found freedom. You've found joy. You've found surrender. You've found release. All the weight of the world is lifted off you because you don't care anymore. You're in the presence of God. You're in that place where you want to live forever. You're in a place where you just want to stay forever. And then the river leads you down. And you realize then, as you come out of the river and you touch, that you've got life on you. And the river of life has given you life to give away. 
It says there are many fish in the river. And suddenly, you become a fisher of men. And you go out and you're finding fish. And you're finding other people that need the touch of God. And you're carrying something on you because you've been in the depth of God. You're carrying the weight and the depth of the river of God upon you. And then finally, you stand out of the river and you stand by its banks and you sun yourself. And you realize that your finger just touches someone on the head that's sick and they're healed. And then you're standing and where there's chaos in a marriage, you touch it with the other hand and you realize that it brings peace. For the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. I want to exhort you. I want to exhort you this Christmas. Honour Jesus. Honour the fact that he came to earth, that he left this incredible place to come to this earth for you so that you would be free. Don't go back into bondage and leave him on a shelf. But this Christmas season, immerse yourself in the river of God. Don't come to church and have your mind on gifts and shopping and food and plans. Come to church and just take one more step forward. And when you see the people in church that have got their arms raised and seem to have this funny look on their faces like they're not here anymore, why don't you close your eyes and find out what they're feeling, what they're sensing. Why don't you lock everything out around you and press in and find God and surrender? Because if there's anything that this world needs this Christmas, it's the message of hope. It's the message of life. And they need people around them who have been in the river. Don't neglect your time with God in his presence. And if he's calling you to go a bit deeper, you know, he's a gentleman. He will never, ever, ever come and get you on the shore and just throw you in the water. No, he'll just come and say, how about it? You say, oh, not today. Okay. Then he'll come back tomorrow. How about it? Feel like a swim? Oh, not today. Comes back tomorrow. How about it? Feel like just putting your big toe in? I can do that. Come on. The water's nice and he puts his big toe in with you. You know, he gently takes you, he gently guides you, and he never forces you because he gave you freedom and he will never take it away. Even though he knows that what he has is the best for you, even though he's so excited that he wants you to just run in and dive in the water, that he will never force you. It's the Holy Spirit. He's a gentleman. Amen. So sometimes when we're feeling as if we need the more of God, 
God will speak to us. Amen. God will encourage us and exhort us. And this word tonight is just a word straight from the heart of God to you. But then God will give us individual words too. And I just want to speak over a few people that the Lord has laid over my heart. I want to explain first what prophecy is. Prophecy, in the word of God, he says that he gives gifts to men. He gives gifts to us. Those gifts come in different forms and different shapes. And Some people have great gifts of exhortation. And they can exhort you and make you just feel fantastic when you're around them. Other people have other kinds of gifts of leadership, like Pastor Phil and preaching and teaching. There's many gifts that we can have. One of those gifts is called prophecy. And the, and the prophetic gift is when God just he, just, he just wants to speak to someone so bad that he just will use somebody to speak through. That's basically it. And... And, you know, he would use a donkey. It's not like he's special because God does that. It's not because, like, you've got some, you know, like a psychic gift or anything like that. It's just that God would use a donkey because he wants so much to speak to you that he would, you know, he would speak through this book, but if he could, if it could talk, because he, he just wants to communicate with his people. And sometimes there are special, I know God speaks to you in your heart and God speaks to you in your prayer time and God speaks to you through the word of God, but there are just special times when God has a message for you. Now let me just say this, prophecy is conditional. Conditional in the sense that it depends on you. So God can say a wonderful thing about you and a wonderful thing over you, but it's conditional whether you decide to go deeper in the river with that word or not because you can get a word from God and say wasn't that great in 1926 God said that I'd do da 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 and I'm just sitting on the bank here just waiting for the tide to come in but you know what when God speaks to you and gives you a word of encouragement and exhortation he wants you to get up and he wants you to walk into it he just wants you to walk into it and I can say anything over tonight and speak over you but it is conditional on whether you want to take that thing and really, really run with it. Amen? Amen?